Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein Talk Sport Daily Podcast with me, Andy Goldstein. A big shout out to Danny Kelly. Thank you very much. Who did yesterday's podcast in my absence. So Danny, thank you very much for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Danny. Now, on to today's podcast and of course we begin with a busy night of football as Leicester took on Aston Villa in what I like to call the Premier League. You, of course, had your say on that game on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports by Monday, Thursday from 10pm. Of course, I wasn't there. I was on Andy Goldstein's drive. But you were there, and here's your proof. Leicester 3, Aston Villa 0. Goals as they go in on Talk Sport. And Jamie Vardy, after ending his goal drought with a penalty, has just speared one in at the near post, past Pepe Reina. And that should be that. Lewis, you're an Aston Villa fan, aren't you? Yeah, we've literally just got into the car, stuck in traffic. I've just gone beyond being disappointed now. I'm just angry, it's frustrating, it's, and it doesn't change. This has been like this for weeks now, and I can't see any improvement. I don't know what Dean Smith's training him. We've got, as a coach, the best, probably one of the best centre-halves that the Premier League's ever seen. Nothing's getting any better, and I just don't get it. It's every set-piece, Lewis, as well, isn't it? It's not even, yeah. you know, even when they play a short corner, you can't defend short corners. Even when the ball gets recycled, it comes back in again. Three headers, it's just, every it's single like, set piece. There's no game plan either, like today. I mean, going in at that half time, yeah, all right, Pepe Reina comes out and he makes. I don't know why he did that, I have no idea. It was stupid in that mm. sense. Mm. But we go in at half time, he doesn't make a change, 1 0 down, we come out because it wasn't working. Everybody could see that. I'm not the only one, surely. And I just think he's got to go now. I would have been banging on Big Sam's door come January to get us in and at least give us a chance. And it just doesn't seem to improve. And I don't know where we're going to go from now. I can't see us staying up. The games we got left, there's nothing coming out of them. I can't see any points. Not with the way we're playing. Mm. I just don't get it. Someone's just tweeted. Uh, just imagine if Aston Villa sacked Dean Smith, John Terry takes over for the weekend's game against Chelsea. Oh, Terry v Lampard. That couldn't happen, could it? It's football, of course it could. Might do. Listen, if you get rid of Dean Smith, are you bringing in, mate, before, between now and the end of the season? Me, personally, I was saying back in... I was saying about Christmas time, we should have bought in Pochettino. Whoa. We should have bought in Pochettino, yeah. We, we, 
there's, there's, there's a lot of Villa fans because he's Villa through and through. Dean Smith to give it a lot of the older generation. They go, oh, keep keep the faith in Daniel. The faith, blah blah blah. Daniel, we, we, Daniel, go on. Why would Pochettino go to Aston Villa? Why be- wouldn't be- he? We're a, because we're a massive because club. He's, we're a massive he's a- club. No, yeah, but he's about five, ten levels above Villa right now. Why is, he, why is he? Why is he? he why is he five? Listen, take your Chelsea off, right? Daniel, take your Chelsea off, right? Kunde, Kunde, listen, listen. I, I listen. I listen to you all the time with you and Goldstein, yeah, right? And you do talk a lot of sense at times, yeah, right? But you do have your, your Chelsea on all the time, right? Don't try and dismiss Villa as some little mediocre club. We are a massive club. Well, so was the Hacienda once. That was a big club. So, yeah, I know, yeah, but I mean, right. so what? All Pochettino right. is not going to go to Aston Villa, Daniel. And you know what? You know it, don't you? Come on, admit listen, it. Pochettino listen, is we, not going to go to Villa. We've got, we, listen, we've got, we've got some of the richest owners in football. I don't France. care. He's not going to go to but Aston Villa, France. Daniel. And money talks, and money talks. If Pochettino was given, was Pochettino was given the right credentials and told what's going to go on at the Villa, yeah, right, he would, he would be happy to come to the Villa. <laughs> Uh, there's been a few tweets, Catman, that have just come in. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this is, we've got Talk Sports break, breaking news here. Have we? There's, there, there's Sport breaking news. Ben Leach has just said he spotted Zidane at Birmingham, at Birmingham <laughs> Airport <laughs> wearing a claret and blue scarf. Make of that what you want. Make of that what you want. There you go. Talk Sport breaking news. There you go. Zidane's on his way I to the villa. Now, of course, regular listeners to the podcast will know that legally we have to have at least one ball person, not just in the building, but on the podcast. And we tick that box with Danny Murphy. He was with Jermaine Pennant, who I think has hair, but it's irrelevant because if he was bald or if he's got... We've ticked the box, as I said, with Danny Murphy. Anyway, they were talking about Jose Mourinho, his handling of Ndombele or Ndombele. No one really knows how to say his name. It's a bit like Han Solo and Han Solo. When it's together, like Han Solo, you say Han but if you were to meet Han Solo and you only said his first name, you'd say Han. Anyway, they were talking Ndombele and Dombele with Natalie Sawyer, but no Jim White. He was stuck on the toilet. How's it going to help the player? Well, you tell us, does it's, it? Does no, it help the no, player? No, I mean, how's it, no, how's it, yeah, how's it going to help the player? It's not. It's going to shatter his confidence for one. You know, if he's not playing well, then that's when you, the, the man management skills need to come out. Mm. You put your arm around him or however it needs to be and you say, look, you know, I think the performances are not not up to standards at the minute. Speak to him. What's going on? Is is their personal life fine? How are you finding the Premier League? How are you finding England? Are you settled? You know, go different. You, you don't say, oh, I'm not going to give him another chance because that's only going to make him worse. And it's now it's giving the fans a voice and an opinion to get on his back as well. Mm. And it's like a lot of added pressure for him. So I think it's it's poor, to be honest. You know, you pull him in the change rooms or, or, or at training ground and you, you have, you have a, a man conversation with him, man to man, and, you know, iron it out and see what, what's the issue, you know, why are your performance not, your price tag's worth, mm. but not publicly, you know, embarrassing. Is there some sort of code? that a manager should also follow because let's be honest he might, he might have spoken to him this might be another another avenue into giving him a kick up the backside look I did the game there was half a dozen Tottenham players as bad as him in terms of right. not, not tracking runners not getting he did try and get on the ball a few times and do his stuff people forget you're playing against hell of a good Burnley side with good clever midfielders who were at it not easy there to go and play and do your bits and get on the ball I mean they come after you and second off, Tottenham were great with the changes he made. Look, the, the, tactically they were wrong. He set them up wrong. He should have took responsibility for that. They played a 3-5-2 and Burnley played a 4-4-2 and, and the, the, the young wing-back, Tanganga, struggled with McNeil. 
and 2v1s down the left and they got dragged all over the place. Now, when you're getting dragged all over the place in a game, you 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 know, it's it's contagious. The, the, the team struggled for confidence. It wasn't just him and he shouldn't have dug him out, really. I, I get that. What I would say... I, I think the emotional resilience of footballers has dropped. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit, a bit sick of like players being so protected, right? Around, around these type of bits of criticism. You know what I mean? I, I can talk from personal experience. I've got no problem with a manager really going out. And if a manager slates me in the press, he's probably slated me in the dressing room. I would imagine beforehand. So he's going to say it publicly, but it's not ideal. But I would use it as, I'll show you. That's what I'd do with it. Now, if you're going to use it as I'm the victim, why me? Shouldn't be a Tottenham anyway. Time now to check in with Alan Brazil on the ABSB, which stands for the Alan Brazil Sport... Oh, where's the Sport Prep? What does it stand for? No, I can't remember. Rennie Mullenstein was their guest. He was talking about Bruno Fernandes, saying he's been a key factor to Manchester United's recent form. Oh, yeah, I haven't even shouted about Manchester United beating City 2-0, but I won't do that. I'm better. Go on, United. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, at the moment, what's going on at the pitch is happening. It's working. Like many people have already said, Brent Fernandes has made a, a fantastic impact, makes a difference. So he's moving in the right direction. Like I said, there was always a little bit of this vulnerability about the United team, you know, let's say two months ago. Now there's much more bite about them. There's much more belief about them. And I think Bruno Fernandes has definitely played a key role in that. Now, of course, it's a busy week at Cheltenham, which means there's lots of TalkSport presenters on a jolly, or working hard, as, of course, they tell their other halves that go, why are you going to Cheltenham all week? I'm working hard. Oh, you sound like me. Yeah, I'll do a bit. Anyway, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs were there. They, of course, remember it before uh, it was even Cheltenham. They remember it when it was owned by the Anglo-Saxons and they went to the first race meeting at um, Saxonham. Anyway, this is H&J doing what they do best. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And this is quite a change for us. We normally come come down Monday afternoon after the show. Yeah. This was, this was quite pleasant, wasn't it, this morning, meeting at Paddington. And uh, as we went through the ticket barrier, the chap said to us, all right, geez. <laughs> John said, it's just like the Orient Express. It's marvellous, isn't it? <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just being friendly, though. I suppose he was. There was a chap in uh, top hat and tails. I, th- I think he got confused with Ascot. I don't know what happened. Yeah, that's him, true. We, we did wonder. He might be slightly overdressed for Cheltenham. I'm also a little bit worried to hear that um, mm. the game tomorrow between Leipzig and Spurs will be played in front of spectators, which, which does tend <laughs> to suggest this is Jose, it's Jose's coded way of saying and Dombele's going to start. Oh, no. It's, it's, at the moment, I've, I hope you can hear I've got a little bit of a cold, which I picked yeah. up on the last day of the holiday. And uh, often when I get a cold, it sort of makes me go a bit sort of deaf in one ear. Yeah. It's particularly bad at the moment. And you said I was shouting. You were shouting. You're one of the least discreet men yes, in the idea. world. And you are, want to look around a train carriage and play a bit of lookalike cricket. <laughs> so you're hollering. At, I'm saying, you mate, you're going to have to, you're going to get a good hiding if you keep on like that for the week. Not ideal, really. So uh, anything could happen, I would imagine, over the next four days. Of it. I think that you've got, you're on the pills. They should be, they should be. Oh, it should be in. kicking in now. And our wonderful producer, John Cadigan, is with 
us, of course. Yeah. Man who's cornered the market in cravats now that dear old Nicholas Parsons has departed. Yeah. And uh, he invented a game on the way down here. Which I was he did. Yeah, I don't know where it came from, but no. he started to look down. Any games that had two or three scorers, he, he found that they, they did lend themselves uh, to some quite interesting names, didn't I they? I mean, a lot of them sound like actors, so for example. So let's look at the match. Give us an well, idea. It's Chorley 1, Chesterfield 2. Chesterfield scorers with that great English actor, Denton Cropper. Oh, Denton, wasn't I used to yeah, love Denton. I remember him in The Mousetrap. Did five years in The Mousetrap, man and boy. And uh, Notts County 2, Barrow 0. That fine West Indian bowler, Crawford Roberts. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic, was he? From the Pavilion Inn. <laughs> and that right. sort of idea. So uh, we're just looking, if you want to yeah. add to the list, we're looking and what they sound like. So do a bit of a lead-in uh, based on what they sound like. We've had maybe two or three scores if you want to go oh, double yeah. barrel. Crew, crew scored three, so you've got Porter Kirk Wintle. Oh, Porter Kirk Wintle, conservative. <laughs> it does feel like it's good. 12,307. Back now is old Slaphead and Danny Murphy was talking about Mohamed Salah saying he's been the best Liverpool buy in the last decade. Of course, if you take out of the equation Virgil van Dijk <coughs> and the goalkeeper, of course. So, yeah, he's, he's in the conversation. I think, Danny, is what you alluding to. He's probably been as good a buy for Liverpool. Well, I mean, I know Suarez was a sensational buy, but Salah's consistency, his durability as well. He, he very rarely misses games, does he? And, and do you know what? He's so unassuming. He goes about his business so under the radar, doesn't he? He's not flash. No, he doesn't do any silly provocative goals, so mm-hmm, he just keeps mm-hmm. banging in goals. Hello, I'm Laura Woods, and this is TalkSport Daily. Now, there was no Haid on drive time. I know what you're thinking. Who's Haid? Well, that's exactly how Goffey says, Haid, you're into a Haid. Right, Haid. I'm going to whip it down to... Pop. Anyway, there was no Durham on drive. I was in the hot seat, so obviously it became Andy Goldstein's drive. This is me and thingamajiggy talking about stuff. Mo Salah, right? And you asked the question, where does he rank amongst the Liverpool greats? It's a hell of a question. Because- I, I I think he gets a lot of criticism, unnecessary criticism. I don't, I don't get it one bit because he scores goals every single season. I think he gets judged... People think, oh, well, he scored 44 goals that first season, so he's been average since. Well, he's not. It's getting worse since that season. <laughs> That's what they all think, though, isn't it? A lot of people out there. I think a lot of people who are not Liverpool fans. Surely. And I've heard so many people say this. Not me. Mm-hmm. But if they were to get rid of one player, Mane or Salah, they got Salah. Get rid of him. I think, I think... You're taking away a lot of goals there. A lot gonna, of goals. We're, we're talking about this because he's got up to 70 goals in 100 games, which is... I mean, you cannot say anything negative about Mohamed Salah when you look at those stats, right? But here's, here's but the you're thing. you're going to do. No, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. Yeah, you are. But I just, I just don't get it. I know he's great. And I, I can't say this without sounding like a Wally. I'm right. I look at it and I go, yeah, okay, I know he's great. But is he that great? Now, earlier on, I thanked Danny Kelly. Yes, you did. Yep, I did, Danny. No need to come in again. Um, for doing this podcast yesterday. Yeah, I'm very good. I was here too. Okay, Danny. Well, it's your opinion. Anyway, Danny Kelly has his own show. Yes, I do. It's called Press Box. Yeah, I'm just getting to that, Danny. Yeah, it's with Simon Jordan, Mike Calvin and Sean Custer. I know, Danny! <clears throat> so rude. Mm. You sound a bit like Yoda there. I think as it stands, Euro 2020 is unsustainable. No, but particularly because day. of the way it's... Because it's a, multi, it's a yep. multi-nation event. You're going to have people being shuttled all over Europe. It shouldn't need to have... Uh, need to be set in stone at a certain time in the, in the, on the calendar. It could be moved for a year. It could be postponed for a year. You've only got the Nations League, which is a bit of a bit of a, a stuff and nonsense. Anyway. I enjoyed the Nations League, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so look, you know, be 
act with foresight and with moral courage and say, look, this is unsustainable. When you see things basically next door, Paris, PSG versus Dortmund, I think it is, is behind closed doors, Mm. and you think Cheltenham is the biggest movement you're going to get for many a month of till the fans, euros till the euros of, till the euros of fans moving here there and everywhere and then dispersing back across the country i'm i'm not a medical expert i don't understand why we're waiting until there's more infections before we then say we don't we don't move i don't i don't actually understand that before we clamp down further there's apparently a logic to it but i don't understand it i look at what's happening in italy now uh where it's obviously yeah, the, the, in terms of seriousness, it's growing very quickly. Uh, more deaths reported today. Uh, I thought the the reaction of the Italian sports minister this afternoon was really quite significant, where he branded Serie A as irresponsible. His, his precise quote was, the world of football feels immune to rules and sacrifices. So it's a big picture and football cannot avoid being part of that big picture. Now, of course, as I've mentioned, I was doing drive time, so some other people, I'm not quite sure, were doing the Sports Bar. We've already heard your calls on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar. Here's other bits from my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Obviously, the show wasn't going to be as good as when I'm there, but, you know, what can you do? Tommy. Tommy. Tommy, Tommy what have you got for us, Tom? Yeah. All right, Tommy. Uh, basically, I end up in the street naked uh, with 14 police officers in my house, if you want to hear the story. Yeah, sounds yeah. good, mate. Sounds We're up for this. Right this up is this a bit one. of us. Let me get oh, comfortable. Go for it, Tom. Tom. Get comfortable. What happened was, the missus had gone away with the girls for a couple of weeks on a holiday. And as you do, I'm sleeping naked in my bed. And I'm lying there. And the next thing I hear is all the plates go crashing in the back kitchen. So I'm down the stairs like a flash. Yeah, tackle out. on at all. Yeah, good lad. So as I get to the door, to the living room, I see something run across in front of me. I'm out the door like a flash, naked, two o'clock in the morning, knocking on my next door neighbour. I've got a robber in the house. Oh, dear. A couple of minutes later, all the blue lights are flashing. Right. Four police cars and a police van outside the house, yeah. and the police have ran, in, ran into the house. I'm outside with a towel wrapped around me from next door and it was a cat had come through the window and knocked all the plates off in the back kitchen. <laughs> so a cat had got in the back door? <laughs> no, a cat had come in through the back kitchen window. Yeah. Knocked all the plates off from the sink. And you've, and you've legged it outside doing a bit of a streak on the front street? <laughs> I, I, I've legged it outside naked. And one of the police officers went, uh, I think it's one of them cat burglars again. Hey! Oh, that's good. Now, of course, we nearly end the podcast. I say nearly because obviously there's loads of live sport that I've got to tell you about that's happening tonight. Leipzig against Spurs, Champions League, round of 16. It's live on TalkSport. I'll tell you about that in a moment. You might have forgotten if there's something wrong with you. Anyway, we end it sort of with Ali McQuist singing a very famous Bruce Springsteen song. No, it wasn't one of my favourites. Born in the USSR. It wasn't that one. It wasn't his other one. Dancing in the night. Mama to buy it. It wasn't that one. It was Born to Run. Now, of course, we all know how it should sound. This is how it sounds when it comes out of Ali McCoy's mouth. The sun is rising and the going's good. Cliff Hill's looking splendid and we're having more fun than we should. Whoa, baby. 
give you this place We'll put a smile on your face It's a race course It's a tour de force We're gonna go and have some fun Cause me and Big Al We're going to Cheltenham You better believe it We're going to Cheltenham Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. Good work, everyone. A reminder, not that you need one, because I know you're getting bored of me saying, Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, download it from there. Yep, I know you know, but you can in case maybe you've borrowed your mate's MP3 player or phone, as we like to call them, and you're listening to it. Oh, yeah, I like the cut of this. I might have some of it myself. How do I get it? Well, I've just told you. A reminder again, that live football tonight, Leipzig, come on the Leipzig, against Spurs. It's the Champions League round of 16, second leg, so all to play for as they'd say on a game show where there's well, all to play for. It's live on TalkSport, and then straight after that, my show, I'm not there, sadly, but my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar from 10pm, will take calls from angry Spurs fans going, get Jose out, he doesn't know what he's doing. Bring back Pochettino. Daniel Levy. Anyway, that will be happening on that show tonight from 10. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport.